Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone podcast. A little way away from uh, our game against Sheffield Wednesday, but we are with you. Uh, Just about. Uh, an interesting episode for you. Episode 26, Wednesday on Friday. Uh, of course, previewing or reviewing, I should say, uh, an interesting game away from home at Sheffield against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh a good game, all things considered, I think. Uh, obviously, Bolton Wanderers managed to pick up a point away from home against a team that are, are certainly flying high at the minute in League One. Um, I think that, that their record is something like half a season unbeaten, um, which is, is pretty astounding at any level. But a point picked up. Uh, Ange, what did you make of the game against Sheffield Wednesday? I think they did exactly what I asked them to do in the last part. I wanted to see a reaction after Ipswich is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see him want it. I wanted to see him work really hard. And that second half against Sheffield Wednesday was exactly that. I thought we came out all guns blazing for the first maybe six minutes. Then the goal just rattled us a bit and we went a bit to pot and we forgot what we were playing and it were all a bit rubbish. Then I went to the toilet. <laughs> Miss still scoring a goal. So that's thanks to me. I always miss a goal by going to the toilet early. Um, and then from there, I thought we were we were absolutely superb. I was I was really impressed with all of them. Worked really hard for each other. In summary, fantastic. Um, it was. It, it's a good point uh, on the board. Uh, and at, at this stage of the season, especially to be picking up points against teams that are certainly flying high. You know, I think. The overriding emotion was that actually we were disappointed we didn't come away with all three, um, which I don't think many people would have would have, you know, said heading into that game, especially after perhaps the run of form and the performances we've strung together over the last few weeks. So it was it was good, as you said, to see that reaction uh, and some fighting spirit back in the side, which I think we've lacked for for a few weeks now. Colin, what did you make of it? Um, I thought it was um, a, a timely reminder of, of how good of a side we are when it clicks. Um, I think obviously over the last few weeks we've not been at our fluid best and um, <clears throat> certainly for about uh, an hour of that game on Friday night we, we certainly was that. Um, a little bit disappointed with the, the lack of uh, cutting edge. I thought we could have um, used the ball a little bit better in the final third. I thought we would have come away with three points if we'd have done that um, because I agree, you know, the, over, the, the, the overall reaction from that game is we probably should have won it. Um, but like I said, I think it was a, a timely reminder of, of, how, of how good we are as a team, really. Um, the ability that we had as well to, to get hold of the game once going behind at such a, a venue um, is testament to that. Um, obviously, we needed a, a lot of players to have good games in certain areas of the pitch, which I think we, we, they did. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll ask you know, and talk about who they are later on in, in the pod. Um, but I got to give a special mention to James Trafford as well because I thought he made a couple of um, really critical, you might say, um, what the word did I write with him for routine saves, but I wouldn't go to as far as to say they were. You know, he commanded and demanded his box very well, and and he was a kind of cat catalyst to allow us to to push on and, and get something from that game. Um, once again, he's, he's just reminding us all of, of how good of a goalkeeper he is. But overall, pretty happy with the with the point. It's such a such a venue, um, and yeah, as the kids say these days, we move. We move. 
And to be honest, yeah, that's that's what the kids say, I believe, Colin. Um, To be honest, if we'd have had that penalty decision as well, that that I think that would have been a fair, that would have been a a fair result for us to get the three. Yeah, I think yeah, there's argument for that. I'd I'd agree, but I mean, what what I would say is is we didn't, despite all our possession and despite all our, you know, attacks in the final third, we we didn't have we only think we had one shot on goal and. I think all game, which you know, we probably it's a continuing worry. It is a, yeah. it is a continuing worry that we we we've, we've dropped back down to those. At one point, we'd shot back up to twenty ish, twenty one shots on target or whatever, aren't we? And then we have dropped off massively again with the with the final third. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just don't think we, we we deserve to win the game. I don't think because they have they have more. Attempt on target. I think it was a fair result, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think he would have would have come away with three. Would have, I'd have thought, done well there. But yeah, that's just my thoughts anyway. Can't no, argue it's, that it's, it's absolutely a, a fair assessment. Um, you know, I think the, the turning point for me was uh, a few weeks back against Charlton. I think that was the game you're referring to when it was. I think it was up in the twenties for shots or, or shots yeah. on target. And we really, really, you know, played free-flowing attacking football. Um, and then, obviously, results like uh, Peterborough away, MK Dons, uh, you know, two 5 nil wins where it, it looked like we couldn't stop scoring rather than the opposite. Um, and I think perhaps that has slowed down in recent weeks, but I don't think Sheffield Wednesday is ever a place where teams go and pepper the opposition's goal. Um, so I think the real test of that will perhaps be a at Wembley against Plymouth but in that business end of the season uh, especially those home games that's where we need to see that that cutting edge back in front of goal as you said Colin but you also mentioned uh, a special mention to James Trafford and uh, and mentioned that we'll touch on some other players one player that I did want to to look at was Declan John obviously back in the starting 11 what did you make of his performance Ange? Oh, probably out of everyone, he was maybe the the weaker link. I, I don't. We didn't send much down that side. I think. I think there's still a bit of. I don't know whether it's mistrust or I don't know what it is. It's just something that doesn't quite click on that side, and everything goes down by a corner, doesn't it? Still, um, I like the lad. I think when he's on fight, when he's on form, he plays. He plays really well, but. I think he deserved to start. I think I think not playing him against Ipswich might have bitten us on the bum a bit, but yeah, it was it was an okay it was an okay performance from Declan. I thought. Colin, would you agree with that? I feel like we're talking about Declan John. Whether Declan John's back in the team, Declan John not back in the team. Why is Declan John not playing? Um, I think it it just it just highlights, doesn't it, that we're a bit short on that left side, don't aren't we? Really, let's be honest. I think. If, if if Jack Idea was fit, I don't, I don't think uh, Declan John will be playing against the likes of Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday because you need that, you know, defensive solidity, don't you? And, and it's not all about the ability to be able to attack. Um, but you know, in some other games, you know, you know, like you don't know, like some kid at home and stuff. And Declan John probably would be playing. You know, it's a squad game, isn't it? But we are lacking on that left side because of injuries, aren't we? And in my team last week, I was hoping that. George Johnson would have been fit, and I would have probably played him left side of defence against Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, left left wing back or left back or whatever you, whatever he would be. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I like Declan John. Like I just said, he's he's good in his own way, and he's he has his own he has his attributes. But um, hopefully, he'll he'll stick around because I think he's a, a good fullback to have in in waiting. Absolutely. Uh, whether he will stick around is a question. I'm sure we'll touch on at the end of the season. I'm sure game time will be a big one um, with Randall Williams obviously signing for us, as well as Jack Ardell set to come back from injury. I think that summer transfer window will be um, either make or break for Declan John. Um, but, you know, that's something we can touch on at a later date. Another player that came back into the side uh, was Josh Sheehan, uh, obviously in place of Morley this time round. I think Morley had, had ran his socks off for the last few weeks and probably deserved that little bit of rest that he got. But Sheehan all the same came in and I thought he did a, a very good job. Uh, he picked up that number eight role really well, uh, you know, coming deep. And I think his, his best attribute is playing us or helping us play out of a really high press, uh, something that we missed big time against Ipswich. They were just absolutely relentless. Um, but yeah, Sheen came in and uh, and was really, really good in that eight role. Uh, Colin, what did you make of his performance? Um, that was, in my opinion, and I know it's always a bit of recency bias, and I was trying to think about back his previous games. Uh, I think he played well when we away last season and maybe one or two others. But I think that was his best performance in a Bolton shirt that on Friday night. I thought it was absolutely critical to... Um, our performance. Um, he, he nullified as best he could um, Barry Bannon's uh, ability to be able to pick up them loose balls and, and find them sharp passes in behind and whipped kind of crosses that Bannon likes to play. Um, and, and yeah, Sheehan's a very tidy, tidy little footballer, isn't he? and when he plays in that manner, it, you know, it just reminds you of how good of a footballer he is and how much we probably have missed him as well, like over the last few months whilst he's had that cruciate knee ligament injury. Um really good to see him back and hopefully uh, he can keep his um keep his spot moving forward. It's a difficult one because Aaron Mall is a very good footballer, but the way the way Sheffield Wednesday play, I think Morley would have struggled in 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 that in that midfield, whether he was tired or not, whether he'd been arrested or not. And I think yeah, Sheehan was just the perfect man for the job and you've got to give credit to Ian Abbott for obviously recognising that. Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. Uh, and, you know, perhaps Morley would have actually struggled in that role. Um, I don't think Morley's ability to play out of a press and that technicality on the ball, that low centre of gravity is quite there uh, as much as it is in Sheehan. So it was uh, absolutely the right call to bring Sheehan in and he certainly lived up to the expectation. And would you agree with what Colin said there? Yeah, it's definitely a horses for courses situation where he, know, he knows what kind of ball they play and he played the player to play the best against Barry Bannon and bloody hell he's some player to play against and the speed of his little legs flying across that pitch at some times I'm like Christ he's knocking on as well he's not he's not a spring chicken is he Barry um, but yeah I just think he's a beautiful footballer Josh and when the team sheet came out I was concerned about having Kieran and Josh in that midfield because they're not physical players and they've got some big boys of Sheffield Wednesday so <laughs> so I was a little bit concerned but no absolutely proved me wrong and he was my reserve runner-up man of the match was Josh from from Friday I, I enjoyed watching him I only shouted Joshua once and that's how I gauge how many times I shouted someone by the first full name <laughs> no I think yeah he, he was he was he was really really good in that deep line role uh, and it's something we've missed 
big time, having that technicality on the ball and that ability to, to bring us out of a high press. I think against Derby, especially, it comes to mind as a game that he could have probably impacted, you know, if, if he played to that standard. I think, um, um, yeah, sorry, Ben, with um, with Josh Sheen, I think he, he, he likes to play them, them short, intricate passes, done he, and trying to, like, build through the midfield um, and utilising the players around him as well to kind of get on the ball, one-two, one-twos and the like. And obviously with Morley, he's, 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 he much prefers a little bit more time on the ball, obviously, and be able to play them, you know, detailed, longer passes, if you want to call it that. So it was just absolutely the right um, move to play Sheehan over Morley on, on Friday. And, I think um, sometimes that's why it doesn't work with Josh, though, because that's how he likes to play. And players can't, they don't play together regularly enough to read his little one-twos. And I think sometimes that's why I'm like, Joshua, because he <laughs> just seems to give it away. But I get, I, I know what he's, yeah, what he's trying to do. It doesn't always pull off, but I thought it, on Friday it, it was, he played, he played it really well and it pulled off. Barnsley 1-0 up, by the way. Barnsley 1-0 up. We're going to have live updates, bye. Yeah, yeah, a few live updates. <laughs> yeah. well, for people who listening to this on Spotify or, 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 or um, Apple, it's not really worth a character, but if you're watching it live, Barnsley 1-0 up. <laughs> we do think, but I think Barnsley are going to have him, but to be fair, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I, I do think with Sheehan, it's a real case of needing the players to be around him. You know, he's a he's a fantastic footballer, but he can't do it in a team on his own. He needs specific players around him. You know, he needs that strong, nasty midfielder to do the dirty work that perhaps he doesn't get involved with as much. And he yeah. needs that 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 pairing to, to bring out the best in him. Um, Two nil, Malk's just said. Yeah. It is a Bolton podcast, and Ben was obviously talking about Wanderers and not Barnsley. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, Barnsley running away with it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> in terms of Sheehan, it's just really good to see him back firing on all cylinders again. Um, yeah, really, really good to see. Definitely. Another player that I thought did well was uh, Victor. Obviously, scoring the goal to get us back in the game, mm. uh, and, and nothing much more after that. Um, you know, I thought his hold-up play was was fantastic again. Mm-hmm. Something we saw uh, in previous games. I thought his ability to to hold off his man and bring other people into play was absolutely fantastic, and something that we've really, really lacked with having either you know short tire up front. It's just that physical edge that we've just not had. Yeah, right, you got a question. Yeah, yeah, that's got, a point <laughs> that's got a point to make. I didn't want to interrupt Ben because he sounded like he were on the floor. Um, I I thought that that uh, Victor Adebayo got the goal he deserved against Ipswich on against Sheffield Wednesday because yeah. he played exactly played exactly the same way against Ipswich, but we didn't get the rub of the green. Yeah, and yeah. Against Sheffield Wednesday, he got the the, the goal that his, his recent players deserved. Hence why. I think we all gave him man of the match, didn't we? On the last, yeah, the last yeah, game. Bitch match, yeah. Yeah, because he's playing, he's playing with, you know, he's getting used to playing with the team in it as well. Do you get what I mean? It's not something that can happen straight away, especially as a, as a striker. They need time to bed in, don't they? They need time to work out relationships. They need time to grow within the team. And I think he's he's finding that it's just imperative that he stays fit. And I think he even gotcha. went off a little bit of a niggle, didn't he, the, the other day? I was just about to say, you know, he, his mentality is slowly fitting into the team and, and coming up to speed, but unfortunately his body's still picking up bruises and knocks. 
which is to be expected, you know, coming from a, I don't want to say a lazy Burton side, but a Burton side that, that would not be running around at, at half as much as, as what Bolton do. Um, you know, you look at perhaps the likes of Dion Charles and the work rate that's been asked of him week in, week out to, to come from Burton to perhaps a, a much more intense style is, is bound to take its toll on your body. Uh, but he's on the score sheet again. I think that took him to 15 for the season. Is there more to come from, from Victor? What can we expect from him, Colin? What do you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think he's he's proven himself at this level to be a goal scorer, hasn't he? Um, ironically, I think he's played the Barnsley as well in Championship. So, you know, I think he certainly knows where the, where the net is. And he'll only grow with confidence playing for us because I think as a forward, we create chances. Uh, and that's been like our, our downfall certainly the first part of the season, you might say that Dion was missing too many chances or whatever he was doing wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that we've gone to, to two up front and two proper forwards as well, that can only be a benefit to um, to him long-term. And hopefully, we, if we invest in, you know, other areas of the pitch, not necessarily the forward line, that'll, and bring in better players in the summer, again, that'll back Dion and um, Victor up for, for getting even more goals next season. Um, although if we're in the championship, probably not as many, but I can still see them scoring at that level, to be honest. Absolutely. I, I think investing in other areas of the pitch is a, is a really good point. Uh, most specifically, the grass would probably be a good start. But, um, <laughs> that was definite, there's definite grass investment going on. <laughs> we've, we've had some comments that I'm just going to quickly pull through. Um, Good to see you all engaging with us. We really do appreciate it. If you are watching at home live, just share your thoughts as we go along. We will pick them out. Let us know um, if you're new as well. If you, if, I think I think Bolton Latin America are on. That's they, they are indeed. Boys. They are indeed. Eight Against. days until they travel to Bolton, all the way from Argentina. What so time even is it in Argentina? Oh yeah, let us know what time is it over in uh, in South America in Argentina. Let us know. You have to be specific to South, to, not just to South America. You have to be specific to yeah, Argentina. Yeah, not just the whole it's of South America. Yeah, yeah. Wherever you are. All different times. It's all different times. But. Um, but Chris has said Vic dragging us to victory against Port Vale doesn't get mentioned enough, uh, which is absolutely yeah. a good point. I think he's his performances have gone unnoticed quite a lot of the time. I think people are, are, have been quick to sort of criticise him and and talk about what he's not doing rather than actually what he brings to the team. Of course, um, of course I think yeah. he's just, he's almost nullified the absence of, of John Daddy, which was a, a massive, massive task coming into, into the January window uh, and something that wasn't going to be an easy fix. Uh, but he seems to have done that. It just needs a, it just needs a run then. It just needs Absolutely. a run. He needs to be stay fit now, and obviously he needs to carry on scoring, scoring the odd goal. Um, I think he, he'll he'll offer more than just goals as well, because obviously he's gonna he's gonna help bring people into play, and he's gonna do a lot some of the dirty work that that you expect from from your centre forward. But he just needs to run of games. Needs to run a game, but he needs a pre season with us. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Next yeah. season he'll be he'll be. I absolutely think he'll be like a different player to the one we're seeing currently. And, and I can't knock him like same as Colin. I think his hold-up play is ridiculous. He's such a talented footballer. And just that little bit of time, people, just yeah. give him a bit of time to gel yeah. with the group and, and to bring to get him physically up to where he should be. And I've got no qualms at all that he'll be a top, a top man for us. So, yes, there's more to come, Ben, I think, according to me and Yeah, Ange. definitely. 
we know absolutely absolutely agree i think it's exciting actually the prospect of having him and charles up front uh it's exciting to see where that partner partnership will grow and develop and, and you know you're possibly looking at 40 50 goals between two strikers in a season um Ooh. which is something that i don't think we've had for quite a while i mean josh mcginnis and uh his counterpart didn't quite quite cut the mustard. Uh, I think they struggled for five goals, never mind 50. What was the question then? How, how, how many, how long has it been since we had how many goals in? 40 in or 50 goals between two strikers. When was the last time we actually had a good strike partnership? You're probably going to be looking at, well, Michael Ricketts got 20, didn't he? Possibly Michael Ricketts and Dean Oldsworth, early Nazis, possibly. I don't know. People who are sat at home with, on the laptop. Yeah, get on Google, peeps. Yeah. Find some reason. Anyway. But yeah, um, Bolton Latino America, it's good to have you with us as always. They put a comment on that some of you might have seen. It says... Uh, Can you share that one, Ben? Because that's a pretty good one, that. Because I was thinking the same thing the other day, actually. I if you're going to read indeed. the same thing out that I think you're going to read. Uh, I wasn't, but I will do after. They said, hope to have some time in our trip and can be on your podcast, which is absolutely something that we're looking to get done. Uh, it is well on the way. Uh, negotiations are taking place uh, and we're hoping to get you on. Uh, so that's something for you all to look forward to. If you are listening we pay, with us. We, we can pay you with pints of lager or pints of beer when you get to the UK. Or cider, whatever you're with to cider, Whatever you're into. Yeah. Or Bolton Gin, if or you want Bolton that again. Don't forget, don't forget about Bolton Gin. Um, but th the comment that you're referring to, to Colin, was, "We will miss JDB at Wembley. I hope Dion doesn't feel alone at the attack. Maybe Catcher can have a great game," which is a good point. Um, I think his presence will will be sorely missed at Wembley. Perhaps it can be can be filled by either Catcher or Cameron Jerome. Uh, I'm sure we'll have to wait and see. I reckon but, it'll be a combination of the two, to be honest. But mm. Yeah. We will see indeed. Do you think he'll go two up front at Wembley? Do you think it, or yes. do you think he'll try do you think he'll try stretching it and stretching playing, it, in it using the pitch more and getting the more players out wide and using Dion up top as a one and because I think he might that might be on the cards if you ask me, because the way that the size of that pitch and the way we play, that could be massively beneficial to us. I think that was a similar-ish way to how we played at Derby. I think Dion was was very central and Unlundalu had a tendency to drift off to either one of the wings and mm. really look to find space behind their full-backs on the outside of their, their centre-half. So it's very much <laughs> an option. Um, it'd be interesting to see how we like it. It wouldn't surprise me, but given, given the comment that the lads have just made about the fact that we've not got um, Bob Varson and, you know, can capture and and all Cameron John play a full night. It wouldn't surprise me if they, if they went if they went one up top. It will be interesting to see indeed. Uh, and obviously, Wembley is absolutely on the horizon. It is not long now, um, which makes Sheffield Wednesday and that result even more important. You know, it was a crucial result to pick up heading into what is now very much the the business end of the season. It very much feels like that even when you aren't playing them. Uh, and there's games going on for, for teams that you don't support, you're keeping an eye on it because you know just how much it can mean for, for your position in the league table. Um, so, yeah, heading into a cup final and that business end of the season, that, that one point at Sheffield Wednesday is very much something to, to be excited about and, and happy with. Uh, and the performance especially was definitely reassuring. 
Well, it just means you can go into that game now as a player confident, you know, because as much as you think you try and say to yourself, oh, we need to be confident, we need to believe in ourselves, you need to results and you need passages of playing, you need goals for that to, for that to be the case. I think we scored at the right time on Friday as well, which helps because obviously it allowed us then time to grow into the game and breed confidence as well. It was just an overall cracking result, really. Um and one that means not only the players, but us as fans, we can look forward to. Because obviously, if we'd have lost or we'd have got a job in it, you know, that would have obviously been pretty grim. We're having to wait two weeks to go to, to Wembley on the back of that. It would have indeed. Uh, really, really, really good point. I didn't know uh, that Chris spoke Spanish. I think that might be... I think Chris is fluent in Google Translate rather than... Yeah. So I thought it was Spanish. But Spanish. I will <laughs> apologise. Yeah, apologise as well. I'm I'm very Bolton, so I know this, the boys are struggling a little bit with accents. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, just have, they, accent. have, they have to play some of the BWFC videos in 0.5 speed <laughs> to catch what they're saying. And we we'll need just subtitles. Get, <laughs> we'll just have to get Ange like, on a... On a, on a translator, we'll have to have someone for you. But we'll get Chris. Chris, can you translate for <laughs> But yeah, you know, looking ahead to, to Plymouth, I think now we're, we're all going to be excited, but now we can be that little bit more excited and, and confident that actually we're capable of going there, putting on a performance <laughs> and absolutely getting a result, which is what we're all hoping for, of course. But Something I wanted to touch on, uh, which is a little little swing off uh, and slightly unrelated to what we're talking about. Uh, something that I've seen on Twitter quite a lot. Um, well, I say quite a lot. That's because it's been in my mentions nonstop. I had uh, an opinion this weekend. You had an opinion, Benjamin? How dare you? <laughs> I did. It's safe to say not many people agreed with it, let me tell you. Is that why we've got less people watching tonight than we do normally? <laughs> It, it must be. Everyone's gone, I'm not fucking listening to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but talking about Dapo's departure, uh, obviously he left in the January transfer window to join German League St. Pauli, who are now flying, by the way. I don't all because of Dapo, that. All because of Dapo. Like, oh, of course, yeah. He's, he's two goals or three goals in seven games and one assist. That's the reason they're now, you know, challenging to go up. But anyway... Um, Dapo's departure obviously left for St. Pauli for a, a fee of, of what is believed to be around the £500,000 mark. I'm not quite sure if we've had that confirmed yet or what, but he left all the same. So my question for you both is who in our current squad, uh, you know, any of the players, be it loans, our players or whatever, out of those in our current squad, who offers more value to our team? I will give you a few seconds to think about it and I'll tell you my the players that I've picked out that I think currently offer more value to the team than Dapo did whilst he was here. So on my list, I have James Trafford in at number one, as our number one. I have Connor Bradley. I have Rico Santos. I have George Johnston. And I'm leaning towards both... Kyle Dempsey and Dion Charles. So I'm going to pass the baton. Colin, <clears throat> who do you think? And if you're watching at home, all of you get involved. Take it in, in your comments, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm keen. I mean, to you see. ask for three players, you seem to need a name half a team then, Ben. Yeah, because half a team brings more value. Sorry, I'm going to hijack. I any, absolutely agree with any you. Any amount of players, <laughs> whoever you think in our current team is better, any of them. Uh, but yeah, if you are watching at home, do pop your comments in as well. Um, yeah, pretty easy, really. That. Um, Ricardo Santos, Oops. captain leader legends, not Will Williamson, by the way. Um, <laughs> I would have said Willie if he was still with us. <laughs> um, George Johnson, and that's been apparent over the last few weeks how, we, how much we've missed him. And Dion Charles, because he shits goals, and that's what you need to do to win games. And that's something that, that, that Dapple offline didn't do. Okay. That's relatively, it's a simple thing for me that Ricardo Santos is immense every single game. Every single team we play, the, the opposition fans say, we wish we had him in our team. So that's it all. George Johnson's been absolutely epic this season, probably my player of the season. Um, he's come on leaps and bounds and he's valued not only to the team, but financially to the club. He's probably he's probably the, our, our gem, I guess, and our golden nugget, if you want to call it that. And like I said, Dion Charles scores enough goals to to put you at the top end of the league. Um, and not only Dion Charles, that he offers obviously off the ball, his press, all the rest of it. So it's three for me. It's them three. I could probably name plenty of others, but I don't want to bore people with it. Uh, Dapple was a fantastic player for us. But let's be honest, let's remember that before he left, he wasn't impacting games. He, he, he won us two games away at Fleetwood. And remind me of the other one. Accrington. But other than that, there was only little shining lights in, in a pretty poor first half of the season. And also remember that, that, that Dapple and... We don't know for definite, but we've heard on pretty good, um, pretty good um, recommendations. If you want to say that, he actually wanted to go as well. So we, you don't want to keep. A player I'm pretty sure Ian said that himself. It was a mutual. Well, there you then. So you get rats in the horse's mouth. So you don't want to keep a player. Why should the club keep a player that don't want to play for us anymore? <clears throat> you know, he wants to prove himself abroad. Fair play, so like, you know, you could probably go up and down League One from top to bottom, and you wouldn't have any player that's got the opportunity to play abroad. Um, a pretty decent standard, which league, you know Bundesliga two is. It's not quite nowhere near the championship, but it's still a pretty good level. So yeah, credit to him for moving. Credit to the club for selling. Move on. Move on. Move on That's my move. take on it all. You'll not you forget about him in three, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand this. I, I. I'm not one to pine for the past. I'm. I'm not. Players. Players come and go for different reasons and. He's playing somewhere that suits him. He fits. Um, He's happy. We were warning him into yeah. God knows what positions we were trying to fit him in just to get him some game Let time, probably to try and keep him happy. And it just wasn't, it won't work. In it. No, no mistake in that he's a very talented footballer, but when he's playing where he should play and for a team he should play for. And for me, I, like I've said, I could go with any of the old players you mentioned, Ben, I probably would say. Traff, Dion, and George Johnson, uh, the three that I would say are bring much more team value. See, it's interesting because uh, a lot of the people in the comments tend to agree with what we said. Um, Chris Dawson has said Santos, Jono, Dempsey, Morley, and Dion, which is very similar to what, what we all said. Uh, Matthew has said Trafford, Dempsey, Lee, Santos, and Charles. An interesting one there with Lee. But a, a, a good one, you know. I, I 
don't think I'd argue with that. Um, that experience is invaluable. Some of those matches, especially when he is coaching some of the younger players through through games and absolutely, <laughs> Louise, that's absolutely fun. doesn't go amiss. Uh, Louise has actually said Trafford, Dempsey, Lee, Charles, Santos, and Bradley. Uh, I like what you said about Cluffy. Bring us that Cluffy back. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Medine. Oh, as always. Uh, Finn just, just put him in his fantasy foot. Finn just put him in his FIFA. He's Cruciate Neil, like him and I. Has he really? <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, Chris also said Lloyd Isgrove. Um, Obviously. Uh, obviously. Couldn't miss him out. But uh, it's interesting because... Uh, a lot of people seem to uh, agree with what I've said, both you know between you two here on the pod and in the comments. Uh, but over on Twitter, safe to say, opinion wasn't the same, and I was called all sorts of names. Um, sticks and stones, sticks and stones. being a, a common one, um, nice. but you know, as Colin referred oh, I to, have left, ben. I should have left. <laughs> as Colin left. referred to before, we move. That's what we're gonna. That's what the kids say. <laughs> But uh, looking ahead, uh, Plymouth is up next. Our trip to Wembley. Wow. Uh, it seems like yesterday. Sick of bloody hearing about it, me. Tell you. Can't wait for it to be over. I'm being serious. It's doing me head in. If you all check your email, check your spam it's and your junk, it might be in there. If you're on official travel, they're starting to go at five o'clock. You need to be there to five Ah, like Honestly, I reckon that that ticket office um, they must like <laughs> ban you. Any I would be literally day. losing my mind in that ticket office. I will come work there for a gold pig, mate. <laughs> you? Oh no! Listen, the the day is magic. magic. We're all going to Wembley. Fantastic. But let's just not it let it derail from the important stuff, which is getting out of this league. Like, let's just enjoy it. But stop going on about it. Like people's tweeting when like. They're getting tickets and they're in box. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, I understand what's going on here. Am I like getting older? Whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Not as old as me, though. Anyway, I've had a rant. 2 1 Barnsley. Sheffield Wednesday scored, apparently. Ooh. Chris has, uh, has just asked how many sold for Wembley, which I think if I see one more <laughs> on my timeline, I think I might mute the word Wembley. Just Oh, yeah. I mean, Facebook's worse than Twitter. That Facebook page is well, awful. I left Facebook 15, oh. 15 years ago. I can't. I yeah. can't. I, I can't, can't be doing with the Facebook either. <laughs> I think if I'd have put my tweet out on Facebook, I'd have been called even worse than what I was. Um, I don't think you get much worse than to be honest. <laughs> But our trip to Wembley is up next. Uh, and for those of you who are listening uh, and heading to Wembley, good news for you. We will be doing a Guide to Wembley uh, podcast. Reluctantly, from my point of view. Shut <laughs> I'm all joking. I'm all joking. If, if I, I seem to remember correctly, this might have actually been your, your idea. idea. <laughs> so, so if it's crap, then you can blame me. That was my idea. But yes, we will be doing a preview, uh, obviously of the of the Plymouth game, uh, in essence, but also a guide to Wembley. So, if you have any idea as to what you might want from that podcast, whether it's you know best pubs to stay at, best places to stay, if you haven't got that sorted already, 
Um, if you're looking for places to eat, train routes, whatever it might be, whatever your questions are, you can send them in to us over on our socials. So you can DM on DM us on Twitter, which is at the Fanzone Pod, or send them into our email, which is the Pod at gmail.com. Uh, and if you send them over to, to either of those, then we'll make sure to include them in the podcast and we'll uh, address everything that you've got going on. Everything you ask, we'll try and get out in our guide to Wembley. Um, but yeah, that will be some point next week. Details will be confirmed over on our Twitter, which is, of course, at the Fanzone Pod. So stay tuned on that front and uh, and you'll hear from us pretty shortly. Just to respond to Anne, we, um, there's no no disrespect to the to the page. It's the, it's the questions that are getting posted on there a thousand times a day. If I was admin on that group, I would literally be showing me head in the oven or something it's it's too much <laughs> indeed it's um a special place full of um just people yeah just just people here's hers sims she's they's and everything else in between fisher thems whatever oh, anyway we uh we do digress so yeah our guide to Wembley will be with you all shortly. As I said, if you've got anything to uh, to ask or query, then send it in and we'll, we'll, we'll answer those for you. But in terms of our actual trip to Wembley, uh, besides how many tickets we've sold, what are you expecting uh, from our game against Plymouth, Colin? What, what, do you, what, what, what are your feelings, apart from frustration that everyone keeps banging on about it, of course, but... Uh, <laughs> What, what a, are you feeling? A, we've had a soft 10 years, haven't we? I get it. To be fair. Um, what am I expecting? I'm expecting a tough game. I'm expecting um, a tight game, like the, the two games have been this season with Plymouth. Um, and I'm expecting a yeah, a, a, a goal. It might, I reckon it might go all the way, to be honest. I think we might be in for a 90 minutes plus extra time plus penalties job. Um but I think it'll be a good day. Obviously, it's um, it's an unbelievable venue and it's a great place to watch football. And it's just a bonus game, isn't it? Really, um, whatever will be, will be, as, as the song goes. Um, I don't really know what to expect. It's a final, Ben, isn't it? It's a cup final. You know, whether it's the League Cup, FA Cup, Champions League, EFL Trophy, whatever competition it is, a cup final is a cup final, and you know anything can happen on the day, can't it? You know, them their lads might get to Wembley and freeze we've got more experience in our dressing room I think than Plymouth you know I think the likes of Kieran Lee have been there and played there even the likes of Lloyd Isgrove have been there and played there in playoff finals and stuff and you've got Cameron Jerome who's been got a t-shirt all these t- bits of things help massively towards you know that that that, that big day Everett's managed Everett's played there himself you know Jilks he has as well you can go on forever with it and I think that's a big a big a big benefit Going into a big, a big game. Did you see? Really did you see all the? Um, did you see the stuff they're doing? So they're doing the dressing room the same as yeah, home dressing room, and the, yeah, they're going. They're going to train at was it Brentford? They're going to train on the Friday, and then and they're they're Thomas Frank in it. And it's like, yeah, and then they go in to look round on Saturday. So I think, I think because of Ian's love of the psychology of the game. He's absolutely going to get those boys as prepared as he can, mm. and I'm I'm pretty much like Colin on the expect the unexpected. Just go and have a good time, and fingers crossed, we'll, we'll win it. 
I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't there think it's anyone's. It's anyone's. There isn't really a way of answering that question. What do you expect? Because you can't really expect anything from that. It's just you go and yeah, enjoy the day. And if you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. You know what I mean? If it were an FA Cup final and we lost, I'd be a little bit more gutted, to be honest. If we went to the Lions, the EFL trophy, relaxing it, doesn't matter. So I think there's more pressure on Plymouth because I think it's a bigger game for them as a club, to be honest, as silly as that might sound, because I think it's only the third time they've been to Wembley. Um, we, I think we can go a little bit more relaxed about the situation. I might be wrong, I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at that in this slightly white rose dimsy glasses. No, absolutely. I think what you're saying is more than fair. I think for, for us especially, it's a it's a really good um, experience and learning curve for some of the younger lads, if absolutely nothing else. So for for the players that we've got, like perhaps George Johnston, Aaron Morley, some of the the, the more younger boys in that side, George Thomason, another to have those players out at Wembley uh, and, and involved yeah. in that match day squad. Um, albeit for a, a cup final that many people would would, would deem as uh, a Mickey Mouse Cup or, or whatever you want to refer it to as, is an invaluable experience that that you know you just they don't come by you know very easily in football. Uh, they're not to be taken for granted, and and that could come in in you know massive help when those same boys might be playing in a playoff final at Wembley either this season or next season. Um, I think um, Manchester City's and Liverpool's hierarchy won't be complaining about it. Put it that way, you know. If you look back at that competition, as much of a as, as a Mickey Mouse tournament, you know, might be it might be perceived as a lot of the the top players in England have, have started at that level. You know, uh, Harry Kane's and Mad- James Madison's and all these players who are in the England squad as we speak have, have played in this competition at its early stages. So. It's an important competition, really, for, for young players. Um, although I've got to remind everybody that Conor Bradley played at the San Siro last season, so I think he's probably used to big games and he's a full international as well. So maybe he doesn't count, but I think Trafford will be buzzing. <laughs> I mean, Trafford's in under 21s, though, isn't it? We've got a lot of, we've got like five internationals or something in that squad yeah. now. It's not, it's not that they're not, they're not used to the big stage. It's a trophy. We want to win it. Yeah, yeah. Too, we don't yeah. go into these things not wanting to win them. So yeah, I don't care what it is. I don't care if we get given a bloody gold chocolate coin. It's 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 the prestige of winning something. I like to mm. win. Absolutely, that's uh, yeah. another really really good point. Um, I think it's been one hell of a long time since since we've had any silverware in our name, um, and so the chance to to almost. I think another point as well is is for them to put their marker on Bolton Wanderers' history as perhaps a, a turning tide um, in, in the club's fortunes. Uh, you know, I think Everett was keen to mention that when we played our, uh, our you know, 5,000th game, was it? He, he explained to the players that this was their opportunity to put their stamp on our history. Mm. Um that they can then look back on with fond memories when they're playing for England or retired as a a club legend at clubs like City, Liverpool or wherever they might end up. Uh, and I think that's mainly present, obviously, for the younger lads like Trafford uh, and Conor Bradley. But the same can be said for, for the more experienced players like Cameron Jerome and Kieran Lee that are perhaps coming to the, the business end of their career and are looking to, you know, Go end on high, so yeah. to speak. yeah. Good, good, good point. That um, we've got a good balance, haven't we? 
when you look at it. We have look at the squad. We've got a good balance. I just, um, I just hope this is not our, our first trip to Wembley this season, personally. No, I, mean, I quite like it. Does, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there yeah. is that, but you, cr- you just cross that bridge. You just suck it up, don't you? <laughs> you just cross, yeah. that, cross that bridge in a few months when the bills are coming, dropping through the door. <laughs> but yes, uh, Plymouth, it will be one hell of a game, one hell of an occasion, uh, and we can't wait to be there um, with you How all. are they getting on, actually? We want, we need, we want Aki to do him, don't we? They're winning 1-0 at uh, Yeah, Plymouth are winning 1-0. They're 1-0 up, uh, and Barnsley are still 2-1 up coming into the, the, the close of that first half. They're a dirty but, team, aren't they, Accrington? They've had three three bookings already. It's only half-time. Um, that's it true. Yes, it's looking like a relatively balanced affair, really, in terms of the way the game. They could end up in a draw, that. Well, fingers crossed that can, can that Quinton can can pull some magic out of the bag and spoil Plymouth's parade, uh, which will be right in our favour for our trip to Wembley. Who do we want in the playoffs, by the way? Uh, if we end up completely playoffs, honest, no. nobody. Yeah, well, we are going to get somebody, aren't we? We're going to, who do we, who would we want in to face in the semi-final of the playoffs? I'll be honest, probably if if Ipswich should head into the top two, which I think they might do, I think uh, out of all the teams currently in the top six, Plymouth would be my go-to. I, I yeah. just fan our ability to, to perhaps, well, I mean, we're not just going to play Plymouth. If we beat Plymouth, there's going to be someone else. Mm. Um, but out of all the teams in the top six, I favour us more to get a, a win against Plymouth than anyone else. Perhaps Derby, but... I'd want, us to, play, I'd want us to play Derby at Wembley, me. Really? Mm, I would. A lot um, of the a lot of the Wednesday fans were saying they wouldn't fancy themselves against us over two legs. After seeing, and, and that's a really good point because if if you'd have, if you'd have, if you'd have put you know if you'd have asked Ipswich fans if they fancied us in the playoffs, they'd have gone absolutely. Let's sign it now. Um, the same with, but but then again, after we played Barnsley, they probably Barnsley are on fire though at the minute. <laughs> League One is a, is a weird old league, isn't it's, it? It's, a, it's such a tight... It's, it's, a... it's, it's just that top six, isn't it? It's, yeah. an, it's an league of its own, isn't it, really? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed it is. But it's but anyone's we... on the day, isn't it? It's like we said, well, like I said previously about playoffs, it's like it all starts again. It's like a little tournament. It's it's a, it's a little cup and you forget yeah. what's been and you just go for it. Yeah, I think it's crossed. There's obviously a lot of of our current fan base, not a lot, quite a few have never experienced playoff uh, game before. Have, have they? Um, it's a yeah, it's a whole another <laughs> a whole another animal that can assure you. That's not that those playoff games that are oh, not enjoyable. Uh, not the cup fun. finals are, are a, a pleasure compared to playoff. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you'll notice if we are lucky enough to go twice this season, you'll notice the difference between the EFL trophy. And the high stakes and high pressure, uh, indeed. And we'll get our first taste of that at Wembley against Plymouth, which we will be joining you for. Uh, I know I, for one, can't wait. Um, and perhaps you know, we might be able to, to meet some of you all down there. Maybe we'll get a, a fan zone pod pub, <laughs> a designated pub for us all. Um, I didn't see Lou had mentioned before about doing a live, but 
bloody Plymouth have got like Box Park and all the good places, haven't they? So, yeah, it, it was in the pipeline. Uh, it was something that we thought about. The logistics of it are a little bit tricky, though. Um, we, don't have the equi- we don't really have the equipment, guys. That's the main problem. We were being completely transparent with you. We yeah. rely upon our personal um, equipment to do, to do None this. of the gear, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of the gear and very much limited idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we can make it happen, we will, of course, do our very best. But it's uh, it's going to be a tough one to, to make that happen. But if we can uh, if we can all get in a pub somewhere, I'm sure we can have a... Have a maybe we can do a live fan zone pod, like an actual in real life fan zone pod. Um, who knows? <laughs> I think we'd all, I think we'd all, all, we'd all be up for it. I think it kind of goes without saying, but it's the logistics of it would plus, like, you know, we, you, you, none of us can really understand what each other is saying when we're sober. So, god knows what it would be like when we're after a few scoops. <laughs> Uh, I, I never remember the question sober. So. <laughs> yeah, that's you've got, you've got to be better off pissed out of John. We need we need Chris on hand as translator to just stand beside you when you've had a few. Well, Chris doesn't drink, so Chris will be perfect, won't he? To step he in and just like he be would. a proceedings going. Yeah, if they went, went tits up. Absolutely. Well, we will join you all at Wembley. No, one way or another, we will be with you. Uh we will find that out uh, and we'll let you know. But upcoming first is, of course, that that guide to Wembley. Uh, so if you are interested in that, send in your questions and your thoughts, your tips and tricks for Wembley. Send them in to us either via Twitter, which is at the Fanzone Pod, or on our email, which is at the Fanzone Pod at gmail.com. Uh, also, before we go, We've also got, uh, of course, Spotify and Apple Podcasts up and running. We are on Spotify. If you didn't know already, I don't know where you've been for the last 10 episodes. but They've been watching it on live on YouTube. <laughs> we are on Apple Podcasts and we are now on Spotify. So if you want to catch up on any episodes or perhaps you can't make one of the live ones, then they are all there at the click of a button. The Bolton Gin Company are also still ever-present. If you fancy getting your hands on some gin, you can do exactly that over at the Bolton Gin Company.co.uk. An idea. Wembley Mines. If you're going on, if you're traveling there to Wembley on the non official clubs travel, because you can't drink on them. So if you're not going on them, then you can get yourself some gin for the trap for the trip. Be very sophisticated. Yeah, it's very good gin to have. You can get yourself drinking. a bottle of gin and then by three o'clock you won't be seeing the game. <laughs> There'll yeah. be no yeah. nerves where you are. <laughs> um, Benjamin, are we doing a man of the match? Ben's oh. forgot. Ben's forgot. It's that time again, folks. It's Fanzo Man of the Match. It's the forgotten Fanzo Man of the Match. <laughs> In Ben's defence, it has been a good few days, and it since since Sheffield Wednesday. So you got. I'm surprised it's been a good few match. days since we've got a podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I'm right. Not me. You. I was I was on I was on Gabe's podcast last week, so I've been podcasting oh, away in the background. Me without you, you know. I will get Colin. Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm going to give my Fanzone Man of the Match award to a Mr. Josh Sheehan. Uh, I think his performance was up there with one of his best so far for us. 
his technicality was astounding as always, and for me, he just about nicks it. Colin, um, he's centre half. He plays for Exeter, and he goes by the name of Willa. No, I'm joking. Um, my man of the match is Ricardo Santos, Will Amson's replacement. He was Very an absolute point. colossal, and I think he he he, he, he dominated that that box, both aerially and on the floor against a very, very physical team. Um, and it just, once again, highlighted to all of us how very, very, very good of a centre-half that, that lad is. Um, man of the match, very, very, very closely followed by Josh Sheehan because I thought he was epic. Ange, have you, you've got the deciding vote. Yeah, so obviously I already said earlier that Josh, you are. Got my runner-up for Man of the Match. So, my Man of the Match goes to B-Tech, Williamson, Ricardo Santos. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm going to keep no, that. He had a, a stormer. He, he didn't put a foot wrong. He, he played, it, was, it was a colossal man-mountain at the back. Well, Matthew Rushton has said he would give his Man of the Match award to Sheehan, so we're going to give it to Josh Sheehan, because that man is so underappreciated. Thank you, He's not underappreciated. I, I appreciate him massively. I think he's a great footballer. Um, yeah, I think just obviously he's just finding his feet a little bit, isn't he, after his, such, a, such a terrible injury. Fingers um, crossed. That's, and he said in his interview, sometimes it just suddenly clicks. Yeah. Fingers cr- crossed that, that switch is clicked or flicked or whatever and that's the first of many magnificent man of the match esque performances for Josh. Wouldn't surprise Absolutely. me. Absolutely. It's probably we, worth um, just going back to Lou's comment about the prize. We did have a winner. Did you you win out that didn't you Ben that we had a we did, yes. Um I think that's in reference to the match day giveaway that we do. Yeah. Uh, which is, is on a rollover. So that was given to Josh Gilmore. He won it at I think 40 pounds. Um, was so it Say again. Was it the Markham match? It was, uh, and he predicted nil-nil, which is a bit of a boring way to win forty <laughs> quid. But you know, he got it right. Fair play to him. And I think the prize pot, as of, uh, are we doing one for Plymouth? I don't know. I think it was leagues only, league games only. So yeah, the prize pot only. for our, of our next league game will stand at fifteen quid. Um, so you can get your hands on uh, some nice free free money. No catch, no strings attached. <laughs> free money um before we wrap things up just want to touch on chris's comment he said uh you missed half the game and that means your vote is null and void i made five minutes when i went to the toilet <laughs> <laughs> and that five minutes josh sheehan ran his socks off so <laughs> i'm not knocking the lad I was well and that was it. I was well and truly sat on the fence as well when it came to Sheen and and uh, Rico. But I've gone for whoever Rico, just because of of who we were playing against. Like it was just, it was it was immense. Indeed, um, but I think that just about rounds off today's episode. Um, can we all like? Can we like the video? Like the live yes, stream? Do it. Like do it can now. We do it? Whilst we've all got you, press yeah, the like button because I'm. If you're listening I, on Spotify. I couldn't see one like, and it was me. I've just clicked it then. So it'd be nice if people could. I've not signed in. Not good enough. If you're listening (laughs) on Spotify, follow us, leave a rating on the show, 
tell your friends about us. Turn on the notification bell so you'll be notified when we upload. Even them. if you don't like us, tell them anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um just say a bell end as a podcast, that's good enough. Just yeah. just tell everyone. The bells um, on the bells on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you are watching, whatever you're watching on, just just give us a like. Go and follow our socials; it's really appreciated. Um, I think the last time I checked, we were actually one follower away from 600 followers, uh, but now two. So someone doesn't like uh, us. Uh, so that's you, Carl. That's you and your bell end with <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, yeah. <laughs> Do apologize. Hmm. On that note, we will round things off. Uh, thank you very much for watching. We do appreciate it. And yeah, we will catch guys. you in the next one on our way to Wembley. Stop See you later. Already.